Hello, and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. Uh, this is episode 18. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. Where are we today, Dan? We are in the back garden of my house. Yeah, lovely. So we're the outcast, or the outcast, <laughs> the outside broadcast unit today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice th- house. Thank you very much. Sun is shining. I'm glad you organised that as well, because it could be a damn sight worse. We could be sitting in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Okay. Um, Dan, it's what? Episode 18? Where have we been since episode 17? It feels so long ago. It does. It does. Uh, So we've been quite busy getting things sorted. Yeah. College finished. Uh, College finished. Yeah. So we've handed in our thesis. Thesis? 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 I don't know. So that's all done. Very relieved. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And I've just, I don't know about you, but I've just spent the first week in a bit just kind of recharging the batteries. No, I've been very busy. Uh, ah, okay. <coughs> <laughs> Said Pinocchio. No, pretty much same thing, yeah. Kind of just, yeah, uh, trying to transit uh, from being busy to not being busy. It's been quite hard, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and we've got actually very exciting things coming up uh, with the clubs and societies awards in, in college yeah oh, Friday night Friday night this yeah. Friday night so yeah. be good we've been nominated again yeah yeah this time uh, it's the, the local awards certainly is so that that's very exciting we're looking forward to seeing everyone again yeah I'm bringing my sad and disappointed face with me again oh no we didn't win again oh that's awful oh they're winners they're great they really deserve it yeah not better so i suppose since we last uh spoke to you we were in the a hotel room in the sheraton in athlone nice and comfortable just bringing you up to date on everything with uh with bix and uh we were hopeful i suppose yes then that um there was a choir of angels singing that everything was going to be okay for the return journey yeah that everything was going to be accessible and to give you a picture of it, it started off so well because I arrived at the bus and there was a ramp. So I was like, okay, this is a good start. Yep, here we go. Um, <clears throat> so everybody got on the bus and I was kind of waiting outside with uh, Neve, a friend of ours. And... And Neve, just to explain, Neve is also in a wheelchair as well. Neve is also in a wheelchair, yes. Uh, we have actually had her on with us. We have. Uh, and that was a pleasure. Um, so I we waited outside and uh, Dan just kind of, who was my uh, PA for the period, you, you would have heard him in the background of our last podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm so he got he got on and he said, "Oh, I c- there's no access here." And I was like, "Hang on, that's weird." Um, so what had happened was they'd screwed a seat into the uh, wheelchair accessible area. Yeah. So we're just this is a double decker bus. This is yeah. You know, if you think Dublin bus, but not a Dublin bus bus. But that sort of double-decker bus kind of thing with a ramp that comes down and driver sits in this little thing with his perspex screen and all of that. And yeah. Right-hand side, when you go in, there's a space there where wheelchair should go. 
Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You get there, no space there because they're both in another chair to get more small children in, I would assume, because <laughs> this bus probably does the school run somewhere. Monday to Friday. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what was going on. Jesus, Dan, you, you can't make it up really, can you? No, no, definitely not. You know, uh, yeah, uh, we sent you a wheelchair accessible bus. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can get the wheelchair <laughs> in the front door, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so fair play to Dan. He, um, yeah, I'll credit to Dan uh, for uh, getting out the spanner. <laughs> yeah, he had a he spanner with him and unscrewed the, unscrewed the seat. He's been like a sort of multi-tool superhero really he certainly is here's Dan he's a superhero in a lot of different ways actually Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah so we managed to squeeze uh, ourselves on but safe to say it wasn't um, the smoothest of no not as advertised journeys no No. definitely Um, and yeah no let's just say we're we have we're happy that we got home. Yeah. Um and we had a meeting with um management subsequently and everything was taken responsibility for in the right parties mm-hmm. and we have committed to working with them in future uh to ensure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um because it certainly doesn't need to. No, and it definitely shouldn't. not. No. No, um, no need for that kind of carry on. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> um, so that's us up to date as of now. Yeah. Uh, I spent Sunday actually mm. uh, out in Dunleary. Yeah, dude, you ought to tell me about this, Dan, because you know I saw the headlines. I kind of went, you know, cliff diving Dunleary. I went, I was just, I was like, there's no cliff in Dunleary. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, so it was the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series. Yeah, cliff diving. <laughs> no cliffs in Dunleary. No cliffs in Dunleary. Uh, Could be a Cliff O'Brien and a Cliff Murphy, but, you know, no cliffs <laughs> for diving off. So they were diving off um, 21 and 27 metre uh, diving boards. Okay, so these uh, were built. Yeah, so it was kind of like a, a big structure like this, and you had the... The diving boards coming out, uh, a, a kind of a vertical structure, and the diving boards coming out the side. Um, and so it was 21 meters for the women, and 27 meters for the men. So they were kind of underneath each other, mm-hmm. or above <coughs> below each other. Yeah. Uh, and it was something else. I mean, what what they were able to do, and I was listening to the because they had commentators kind of on the on the pier and they were obviously talking over over the speakers and stuff and they were uh, talking about some of the stats i mean they're hitting for the men they were hitting the water at about 55 kilometers an hour that's nuts which is just bonkers and then the women were hitting at about 40 kilometers an hour christ and that's like between so you dive off you do what you need to do, whether that be somersaults, pikes, whatever. And then you have to, for safety reasons, they have to hit the water uh, completely vertical. Because if you hit any other way, it's just very, very dangerous. Yeah. <coughs> so they actually had, they had um, two divers, um, kind of scuba divers, either side of uh, where 
the divers would land to ensure that because they they dive i think it is five meters underwater wow by the time they actually hit the water and kind of the force of it um so just to make sure that everything is okay once they once they get back up and make sure they're not in trouble um but from so just taking that on its own was something else uh it was very cold but thankfully they did have uh it was it was dry yeah. so um and they had to they had to deal with some winds of about i think it was 44 kilometers an hour something like that it's like a blow you off in the way down really cool yeah at like 27 meters high and 21 meters so it was something else um but for me yeah from, come on talk about access to it yeah from <coughs> for me from an access point it was actually brilliant right uh you could see everything that was necessary um did you take the dart uh no 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 uh, drove in yeah drove in yeah uh and so it was kind of there was a wheelchair kind of platform um on on the pier right so it was kind of like one of those concert concert platforms where you just kind of roll up the ramp and then there's kind of um sections of of seating and stuff uh and it was the views were absolutely perfect um and it was actually a screen to our left massive big uh screen which was perfect because you could see everything because the way the platform worked was that you could see the divers dive but you couldn't hit you couldn't see them hit the water okay just the way it worked so i saw them dive and then i just looked at the the big screen for them hitting the water which mm. is that's what you're saying for everybody not just people in wheelchairs really if you're standing behind somebody yeah you know yeah you'll, you'll see them dive but you wouldn't see them hit the water so yes but yeah. the screen is not just for you the screen's for everybody <laughs> exactly uh, <coughs> and it and it worked a treat which is brilliant um and i think i, I read something over the weekend that between because it was over two days there was uh, 145,000 people in wow. total, which was something else. Um, so they they went from, I think, as I was saying, it was it's the Red Bull World Series. So there there's seven different stops. So they went from uh, the Philippines was the first one. So that I think they said they went from the hottest. Uh, climate dive to the most northerly dive right. they're going to do in, in Dublin and then they're heading to Italy in June for stop number three okay slightly warmer than Dublin in May yeah yeah a little bit, little bit. Uh, but it was brilliant absolutely so brilliant who, who won who won so for the men I'm asking you because it's a difficult name <laughs> to pronounce yeah it certainly is uh, for the men, it was Konstantin uh, Popovic, uh, who is a Romanian diver. And for the women, it was um, Rhiannon Ifland from Australia. Not really good. She won, she won the women's event. And uh, the commentators were saying that they have three seconds between, you know, jumping off the board doing all the the tricks they need to do and hitting the water 
That's nothing. Three seconds. That's three temporaries. <laughs> it's incredible what they do. Um, and it was incredible to see... And land properly. Hmm? And land properly. Like. Exactly, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was incredible to see what they do. Um, and I would love to uh, go back to it if and when it comes back to Ireland. Oh, well, and I would recommend it. The disabled parking logo, Dan. It's yes. Coming in, it's coming in for a bit of discussion. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So this comes from a an article in the journal from a guy called Benat Broderick who is arguing that we need to... This is from the headline in the article. Mm. It says, we need to change the disabled parking logo so people stop telling me that I'm not disabled when I am. So to give you a bit of context on this, uh, Benat has um, cystic fibrosis. So cystic fibrosis is uh, a genetically inherited disease that primarily affects the lungs and pancreas. Um, and it says here that Ireland has the highest rate of cystic fibrosis in the world per capita and more than um, 1,400 people here suffer from it basically his argument is he's saying that he often gets chest infections due to my condition and when i do i get very breathless so i can't walk as far as other people so he he, he struggles with breathing um especially when he gets infections and things like that so himself uh and his mom they uh, obtained a disabled parking badge uh, a few years ago uh, and what he's saying is uh, some people in society don't seem to understand that there are many forms of disability and some forms of some of those disabilities are not immediately visible yeah so he's hopping out of car there he's not wheel out in a wheelchair he's not getting out with canes and crutches and <clears throat> walking frames and all this kind of stuff. He's just getting out of the car and walking off. Yeah. Um, and I, I can concur with what he's saying because he is right. You know, not not every disability is immediately... Mm. Like, with me, you know, I mean... They're fairly nailed on there, Dan. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to go, he's taking <laughs> Yeah. Do you reckon now if he went over and pushed him over, he'd be able to stand up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, I, I I do get what he what he's talking about. Um from and he he has said that he he's gotten abuse from some people saying that there's nothing wrong with him and uh that you shouldn't park there and is is that the flip side though, Dan, as well, to some degree? You know, that people are, are, are starting to possibly defend parking spaces to some degree sorry do do explain that again. no no do you know what I mean like if people are giving out because he doesn't look like he has a disability or people starting to cotton on, cotton on a bit more that they're yeah I don't know I'm not explaining myself properly I suppose but you know they're seeing people or they're giving more significance to the disabled spot now rather than just ignoring it they're kind of going listen you can't be parking there yeah I suppose I suppose that it's is a double edged sword really then yes it is it is very much so um and I I do take your point in terms of 
that is a positive hmm. in terms of that you know people are taking more more awareness of it because um, I do find myself tutting every now and again when I see people getting out cars and safe spots I mean look walking past them going don't do anything now or anything, but I just become, no, what's wrong? You parked near for, you know, I might throw an out to see if there's a, a sticker in the window. Yeah. Um, and I think to get to his argument, I mean, <clears throat> he's saying that we need to change it so that it's more universal mm-hmm. in terms of. So I was thinking about this over the weekend, and like maybe if it was like. Instead, because I, I do understand from that point of view in that the disabled spaces at the minute are specifically kind of, well, not specifically, but they are clearly like, you know, the badge is a, is a wheelchair. It's a wheelchair, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if there was like, I don't know, you had the same badge, but it was like a D instead or something along those lines. So it was more encompassing kind of thing that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're not kind of inclusive mad though, Dan. Well, I suppose... <clears throat> does, it not just, does it not just do the job there? It's fine. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, well, reading his story, I mean, like, it's tough on both sides because I can understand both sides because, one, he is struggling with cystic fibrosis and he wants to get on and live his life yep. as much as he can. But then, from the point of view of, of people defending it, there, you know, it comes back to this kind of invisible disability kind of thing. So, but I think it kind of, it would help, I suppose, if there was um, a, a more inclusive badge. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. I, <coughs> even says it here, even at the hospital, I feel that everyone is looking at me and judging me uh, when we park in the disabled spaces simply because I don't appear to them to be disabled. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it. I'm just, but I'm just. Not for the development, but it's just you know I have to, I need to fucking change it. Yeah, you know so, it does the job. Yeah, no, I I w- I would agree with that in in one sense in terms of and I suppose from cost point of view as well like yeah. in terms of yeah, but then I I've, I've argued against the cost before. Mm. But no, I mean you get the sticker in your car. Yeah, you know, and that, that's it. You're you're done. Like you know, why would people? You know, maybe people just need to be more educated about the possibilities that there are far more disabilities out there than, you know, than meet the eye that actually merit. Yeah. You know, but we yeah. do we do call it the wheelchair space. Yeah, I think it, it kind of when you see it on the signs, it does say disabled parking. Mm. That doesn't like. Yeah, it's fine. We see it in the sign, but if you see it on the ground, it's a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, no, and I. That's what I'm saying. In that, it needs to be kind of universal in mm. that sense in that if it says it on a sign that it's disabled disabled parking yeah uh it needs to be on the ground itself yeah that, but like, we, do we not risk though heading down the whole sort of um equality uh rabbit hole you know the lgbtqt fm sort of type thing you know that you have everything has to be involved then you know, uh, or, you know, cystic fibrosis is one thing. You know, whoever else sort of, well, we need to be represented here as well if we end up with, I don't know, Christmas tree full of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there is kind of two sides to it in terms of there will be people that will try and kind of exploit it as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I, I've spoken 
a lot about this before in terms of it's like there's one time the one side of it in terms of people are defending the wheelchair spot as you mentioned early on which is incredibly important but at the same time in brass situation let him explain himself do you know but then from his point of view so why should he have to why yeah why why should he have to exactly you know it's um, like if there's stickers in the car it's fine you know you, you did send me that that link of all the guys in the wheelchair standing up when Liverpool scored a goal yeah brilliant absolutely deadly <laughs> you know but not everybody in a wheelchair can't walk yeah you know yeah. Uh, they just possibly can't walk for a, a huge length of time or whatever you know just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean that you can't walk yeah no so, and I would test by that because <coughs> I uh, I used to be able to walk <laughs> you just just not arsed anymore <laughs> <laughs> you went, oh, I just sitting down, Lyric, I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I agree with you in that. No, it's um, we'd be interested to hear uh, what you guys think in in that aspect. I mean, I I'm inclined to agree with you in terms of, you know, if uh you have the wheelchair, if you have, see even there, it's like yeah. if you have the wheelchair, yeah. if you have the disabled badge, uh. You should be which which has a wheelchair on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so maybe maybe it does need to be changed. Maybe it does need. Yeah, you know, just, maybe it just uh, needs to be a big D or something. You know. Yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. or, or 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 something else. Or maybe D would probably cover it, I suppose, really, because I can't think of anything else really that would. Uh, yeah. Maybe we come up with something else. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll come up with something ourselves and change the world. <clears throat> we'll work on it. Get back to you. Yeah. So. So next up, we have, I found this article, it's another article actually, from, yep. the, uh, from the journal, and it's to do with a nightclub event in Galway that is specifically for um, people with intellectual disabilities, uh, which is brilliant. I think this is class, then. So this is all about uh, bounce. Uh, which is a club night for adults with intellectual disabilities in Galway, is coming to Dublin. So it's coming... Yeah, sooner the better. So it's coming to the Dublin Dance Festival, which is on this weekend, on the 17th. Uh, so all of the DJs and VJs, as it says in, in this, uh, performing have intellectual disabilities and have been learning their skills through a DJing workshop organised by That's Life which I just think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's class. That is pure class then. Uh, so it says here Bounce will be taking over the Button Factory on May 17th for the festival. We, so yes, so um, according to Andrew Maddy from That's Life, they've said that We've been trying to put on music events for people with int- uh, intellectual disabilities for many years. And one of the main manifestations of that was Club Tropicana, which was a year yearly clubbing and live music event. He said he and the team at That's Life wanted to create more opportunities for people with intellectual, intellectual disabilities to get out and socialise and for the DJs to have a chance to perform other than at one yearly event. And he's saying as well that there was a lot of pressure from people saying we want a lot more events like this. Yeah. 
uh, to go to, which is absolutely brilliant. No, and it is. It's. I just love that. Yeah, when you think about, yeah, no, it, it does. It makes awful sense, really. Yeah. So if anybody is going or has been to one in in Galway before, uh, do let us know. Um, this this just sounds like absolutely great crap. More of this, please. Yeah, you know we we go ourselves down, but unfortunately we're uh, clubs and socks night Friday night. Yeah, and we can't go. But yeah, do keep us across it. And as I said, if if you are going or if you have been in the past, do let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we might report back on it anyway. Actually, Dan, in, in the next podcast, and see if we can track down somebody who's been there. Yeah, definitely. So I think we'll leave it there for this episode. But now we have started into our summer trails on the podcast. Yep. And with the summer trails comes holidays. Absolutely. Which brings us to uh, what we'll be talking about next week, which is a holiday home that has been specifically designed with everything you could possibly need in terms of disabled access. Wow. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. That is based, That is in Ireland, uh, which is great news. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Very good. Okay. That so good. yeah, no. Um, you can get us on danandaradoability at gmail dot com if you want to drop us an email. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you know, we, we respond to all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at danandaradoability. Mm-hmm. Um. Here comes the music. I've been Dara McNicholas. I've been Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you soon.